0: Welcome back to the Everything That Came Before Grace podcast. I'm Bill C. It's March 28, 2016, and Keith calls Benjamin out of the blue and asks him out for a drink. Benjamin hesitates, then Keith tells him it's the 20th anniversary of his dad's death, a special time they shared together. Benjamin relents and heads over to meet him at the Snake Pit on Melrose. To his surprise, they start to have a great time. But when Keith goes off to the restroom, he leaves his phone behind, and Benjamin sees something that changes everything. So let's have it. It's Chapter 37, A Drink with Keith. Chapter 37 A Drink with Keith, March 28, 2016. I'm leaning against the front door jamb, looking through the screen door at the birds returning to the fountain after a day of pouring rain. Coco and Cooper sit at my side, itching to get out. Sophia's out with Arturo again. It makes me crazy thinking of him on the make. But it's so precarious with Sophia, I can't say anything. I step outside and start toweling down the wicker chair so I can get some writing done when I see a call coming in from Keith. What in the hell could he want? We haven't talked since the Christmas party over three years ago. I think about not picking up, but I answer anyway. Hey, he says. Hey, I answer back. Talking into a drink tonight, he asks. Um, I start to stammer. Tonight? Yeah, he says. It's silent. Ben, I know it's been weird between us, he trails off. I'm just, you know, surprised to hear from you, I say. Right, right, he says. Look, I called because it was 20 years ago today. My dad died. Whoa, I say. Crazy, right, he says. Another pause. Look, Ben, I've been doing some thinking and, um, there's nobody else who went through that with me. And I want to raise a toast to my pops tonight. But what do you say? The snake pit on Melrose in an hour? I am silent as I think about it. Come on, he urges. Goddamn Keith. Goddamn Panglossian Keith. Fuck. Fine. Okay, I'll be there, I relent. I call an Uber, and as we make our way up Fairfax, I've got Courtney Barnett's pedestrian at best blasting in my earbuds. I'm hoping it won't be too awkward. Over the last year, Anna's given me a peek into her marriage entirely from her perspective. I've justified carrying on behind Keith's back because I never forgave him. Then again, at least part of the reason I haven't let us cross any lines is my history with Keith. So, it's complicated. Keith's already around in when I arrive. Hey, bud, Keith says, slapping me on the back. How have you been, my friend? I've been okay, I say a little unnerved at how chummy he's been. What's been happening, he asks. This is so overdue. Yeah, I say, still trying to read the landscape. Uh, Sophia's graduating high school soon, and then she'll be off to New York in September. Just trying to brace for that. I can't believe it, he says. Remember our first day of college? Sure. Out on the lawn, I say, ordering a sparkling water with lime. Yep, he says, savoring his drink, waiting to get our ID cards. Anna, then you behind her. Because you cut in front of me, I might add. Hey, too slow, I say. You were in the wrong line, he protests. There's an awkward pause, then I say. I was surprised you called. I kind of thought we were done. Come on, Ben, he says. After all we've been through, it's going to take a lot more than that to kill us. You still working at the animal hospital? Yep, same apartment, same job, I say. Ever think of going back to school, he asks. Can't, I say. Got a big tuition bill to pay. I don't want to have to ask Catherine's parents for help. Well, you've almost got her there, Ben, he says, toasting me. I look down, take a sip. It's just been hard, I say. The dreaded teenage years, you know? Sophia getting into trouble, he asks. Mm, It's not that, I say. She's amazing, totally crushing it. It's just, ever since I got my DUI... I've been trying to repair the damage I did. She's been pushing boundaries, and, I don't know, I feel like I'm losing her. Ah, you've got this, Ben. You always did. So, are you seeing anyone? Nah, I say. Are you ever going to get a girlfriend again, he asks? I don't know. One day, I guess. Have you even gotten laid the past decade? The past decade, hmm. Let me think, I say, pretending to think about it. Ben, please tell me you've been laid sometime in the past freaking decade. you me alone, I say. We pause to take a sip. So, my dad, he says. Yeah, I say. I can't believe it's been 20 years. That was quite a week, wasn't it, he says, ordering two shots. Come on, do a shot with me for my dad. I can't do that stuff anymore, I say. Damn, he says. No women, no booze. I know, I say. I got rid of all my vices, except for coffee and masturbation. Maybe if you got laid more than once every decade, you wouldn't be jacking off all the time. Give me a break, I say. He reaches over, downs my shot, and then pours a little of my sparkling water in the shot glass. There, he says. Let's do this. We stand up and face each other. To my pops, he says. To your pops, I say, clinking glasses. We sit back down and stare straight ahead at the dozens of bottles lined behind the bar. A mirror as wide as the bar itself sends our reflections back at us. After all that's happened, it's startling to see us sitting here together like two old drinking buddies toasting the good times. Remember when we drove back from your dad's service, I say, and you told me you vowed to be the dad he was for you? Yeah, he says, looking over at me. I never got a chance to tell you that always stayed with me. Changed the way I saw a father. He looks down and says, Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep that promise. Not with Anna, anyway. She still hasn't budged, I ask, not letting on. I always thought she'd come around. Yeah, me too, he says, staring into his drink. Listen, I say. I won't apologize for what happened at the party. He glances over, appearing relieved. We always did have that one big thing in common, didn't we? We loved the same girl and we both sucked at playing third wheels. That's honor for you, I say. It's like the mafia. You never get out. We clink glasses. I gotta hit the head, he says, getting up. Order me another, will you? I give him a toast in the affirmative and think to myself how good ACDC's back-in-black sounds on the jukebox. I am surveying the bar, enjoying the cast of characters. The bearded hipster guy trying to pick up the cute indie girl at the far end of the bar. A weaving rummy giving his unsolicited opinion to a guy in a business suit with a pained expression on his face. The sound of bells going off from the pinball machine. I didn't expect this. It feels good to get along with Keith again. I glance over, his phone going off. He left it behind, screen side up. A text from Laurel, it says, with a picture attached. I can't fully see, but the message is clear. Hey, you. Last night was amazing. I can't wait to have you again. Here's something to tide you over. XOXO. I look over my shoulder towards the restroom to see if Keith's headed back yet then read the text again. I ask myself if this could be anything other than someone he's fucking. Jesus, of course it's someone he's fucking. You order that drink, he says, sitting down. No, uh, the bartender's been pretty slammed, I say. Dude, the place is almost empty, he says, picking up his phone. I watch him read the text. No expression. Listen, uh, I should probably head out, I say, fighting off the urge to punch him in the face. Come on, stay for one more round, he says, like a kid, asking for another five minutes at the park. I feel a mix of disgust and an impulse to run out the door, but my curiosity wins out. Okay, one more round, I relent. So it's Anna's and my anniversary tomorrow, he says, ordering another drink. Mazels, I say while trying to decide whether to confront him. Thanks, he says. Things have just been strained the last year. Really? I ask, trying to sound surprised. What's been happening? I gave Anna an ultimatum about having a kid. Wow. So what happened, I ask, even though I know. She called my bluff, he says. Told me she doesn't think she's going to ever change her mind. So what are you going to do, I ask. Well, she knows I'm not leaving, he says, taking a sip. What's this about wanting her to quit her job and start her own business, I say? She told you about that, he asks, surprised. Yeah, just, you know, in passing or whatever, I say, downplaying it. I didn't know you guys were talking, he says. It it was a while ago, I say, trying to think on my feet, to uh, get my driver's license reinstated. Oh. Well, anyway... I just thought the timing was weird because she brought it up right when I started to push her about having a kid. So where do you guys go from here, I ask. I don't know, he says. She's just been so distant and preoccupied. Keeps nagging me about being out so much. Keeps asking if I'm cheating. You do know why cheating is such a big deal for her, I say. Yeah, but when someone keeps telling you, if you ever cheat on me, it's over. It doesn't make you closer. It does the opposite. Y- you don't have to answer, I say, pausing. But are you cheating? Fuck no, he says. Okay, I just remember you told me you're not very good at being monogamous. Dude, that was 20 years ago, he says. I don't say anything. Ben, would you talk to her, he asks. Me? What would I say? Tell her I want it the way it was, he says. Maybe if it came from you. After everything that's gone down between us all, I say, trailing off? I get that, he says, but I don't know what else to do. It feels like I'm losing her. I think to myself, Anna didn't tell me things were this bad. Or does she even know he feels like this? Whatever it is, I can't take this anymore. Keith, I saw the text from Laurel. When he went to the bathroom, you left your phone. I saw it. He stares at me. I can tell his gears are grinding. Keith, please don't lie to me. He keeps looking at me. Okay, listen. It was one fucking night, he says, pounding his glass like a gavel, punctuating each syllable. I made a stupid mistake, just like you did all those years ago. And I paid dearly for it, I interject. It was a one-time deal, he goes on. I swear... I fucked up, Ben. You can't tell her. She'll leave me. Don't lay that on me. You're the one who brought this on yourself. Come on, man, he says. Don't let what happened to you happen to me. You know, Keith, I'm not liking what I'm hearing, I say, feeling the old resentment start to rise up. Oh, yeah, he says. Well, why don't you just admit you've never stopped wanting her? You're goddamn right I never stopped wanting her. Keith, she wasn't yours to take. Best friends don't do that. You cheated on her and went off to have a kid with another girl, he says. Jesus Christ, for the millionth time, we were on a break, I go on. Anna's the one who called the time out. But yeah, okay, I shouldn't have done what I did. But from what I hear, you didn't waste any time and swooped right in. Have you even heard the term guy code? Wait a minute, he says. And that other woman, I say over him? The mother of my child? She got killed, Keith, remember? Well, from where I was standing, it sure looked like he had the next 20 years all mapped out, he says. So I'm sorry if I broke guy code or whatever. But you always knew I loved Anna. If you wanted her, you shouldn't have gone off. I was trying to do the right thing and be a father to my kid, motherfucker. It's silent again as we both stare straight ahead. Do you know what it's been like for me watching you get a life with the only girl I've ever loved, I say? You got the girl, but that still wasn't enough. You had to go get a piece of ass, too? And I'm supposed to just, what, pretend it doesn't matter? You're fucking around behind her back? Oh, yeah, he says. Well, I've been putting up with the shadow of the great Benjamin on a romance over me for two decades. Well, what do you want? A fucking medal, I say? You know what they say about rebounds. Well, you're the fucking reason she won't have a kid with me, he says. That's such bullshit, I say. You guys had years to work that out. You can't lay that on me. Fuck you, Ben. You don't even know the whole story. What's that supposed to mean, I say. Nothing, he says, waving me off. It's silent again. Are you seriously going to tell her? I need to know, Ben. Are you going to play that cheap-ass card? I don't say anything. Ben, I know what she means to you, but she and I have a life we've built. Tossing a Molotov cocktail into it won't send her over to you in one neat little package. You know that. On my father's grave, I'm telling you, I'll never do that to her again. I promise. Man, just whatever I say, throwing down a 20. I gotta go. Ben!